1: Next Chapter Podcast presents the Play On Podcast series, Coriolanus, Episode 2, Every Gash and Enemy's Grave. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Your friends close and your enemies closer.
3: Marcius, 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 Martius! Marches, Marches, if I told Marches. you of this day's battling, you'd not believe your deeds. But I'll report it, where senators will mingle tears with smiles, where great noblemen will listen and shudder then marvel, where ladies will be shocked and happily tremble Hear more where the dull tribunes, with the musty commoners who hate your honors, will say, holding their hearts, we thank the gods our Rome has such a soldier.
4: Please, now, no more, Cominius. (laughs) My mother, who has a birthright to exalt her kin, when she praises me, it grieves me, I have done as you have done, that's what I can, inspired as you've been for my country! (laughs) You will not be the
3: grave of your deserved due. Rome must know the value of her own. It'd be a concealment worse than a theft, no less than slanderous to hide your deeds and to silence that which, to their peak of praises attested, would even seem modest. So I beg you, as a sign of what you are, not to
4: reward what you have done, before our army hear me. I do have some wounds on me and they smart to hear themselves remembered. If they were,
3: they might fester against ingratitude and tent themselves with death. Of all the horses, we've taken good ones and good many. Of all the treasure in this city we have gathered, we furnish you to the tenth to take reward before the common distribution
4: at your choosing. I thank you, General, but cannot make my heart consent to take a bribe to pay for my sword. I refuse and stand with my common share with those who have witnessed the doing. More shit, More shit. May these same instruments you desecrate not sound again. When these drums and trumpets play to flattery, let courts and cities be made all of false-faced pleasing. When steel grows soft as the parasite silk, let it be made into an armor for wars. No more, I say. Just because I haven't wiped my bloody nose or defeated some wretch, which unnoticed many others have done, you shout for me in accolades full of hyperbole, as if I loved my small deed to be fed in praises, sauced with lies. Too modest are you.
3: More cruel to your good report than grateful to us who give it true. Some patience, hmm? If you get incensed at yourself, we'll put you like one who means to harm himself in manacles, and then safely speak with you. Hmm. So, know it, as to us, to all the world, that Caius Martius wears this war's garland. As a grand token my grand stallion, let the camp know I give him with all the trappings. And from now, for what he did before Coriolis, call him with all the applause and uproar given, Caius Martius Coriolanus. Wear the added title nobly, always.
5: Caius
6: Martius
4: Coriolanus, Caius, Martius! Coriolanus! I will go wash, and when my cheeks are clean, you will discern if I blush or not, no matter. I thank you. <laughs> the gods begin to mock me. I, having refused your princely gifts, am about to beg of you, my general. Oh, ask. It's yours. What is it? Sometime I stayed in Coriolis at a poor man's house. He was kind to me. He cried out to me, I saw him jailed, but then Phidias took my focus, and wrath overtook my pity. I request you to give my poor host his freedom. Strong case. <laughs> if he were the butcher
3: of my son, he'd be as free as the wind. Free him, Larcius.
4: What is his name? Um oh, I forgot. I am worn, yes. Too, my memory is tired. (laughs)
3: Then to our tent, where before we rest, we will write to Rome of our success.
7: Town's taken.
4: (gasps) Oh, it'll be given back in favorable condition.
7: Condition? If I were a Roman, but I can't be. Being a Volskay, be what I am. Condition? What good condition can a treaty find on the side of the defeated? Five times, Martius, I fought you. As many times, you've beat me. And would do again, I think, if we met as often as we ate. By the forces! If we meet again, beard to beard, he's mine or I am his. My desire doesn't hold the honor it once had. Where I'd wished to crush him on equal ground, true sword to sword, I'll steal from him some way. Or wrath or craft will get him.
4: He's the devil!
7: Bolder, but not so subtle. My bravery's poisoned, eclipsed only by him. Wherever I find him, at home, under my brother's guard, even there, against the law of decency, I would wash my fierce hand in his heart. Go to the city. Find out how it's being held and who are now the hostages for Rome. I
4: will, sir.
8: Yeah.
0: Sicinius, The soothsayer foreshadows there will be news tonight. Good or bad? Not in favor of the peoples. They hold no love for Martius.
8: Nature teaches beasts to know their friends.
0: Say then, who does the wolf love?
2: The lamb.
0: Yes, to devour him, as the hungry people would feast on dear Martius.
2: He's a lamb, really, who bawls like a bear.
0: (laughs) He's really a bear that lives like a lamb. You two are wise men. Answer me this one question I have.
2: All right, sir. All right.
0: What quality does Martius greatly lack that you two have a (sighs) plenty?
2: He's poor in not one fault, but is armed with them all. Especially in pride. And topping all others in boasting.
0: (laughs) This is strange now. Do you two know how judged you are here in the city? I mean by us, on the right side of the fight. Do you? Why are we judged? How? because you're talking about pride now. You won't be angry, will you?
2: Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, not much is needed to get you angry. You blame Martius for being proud. We are not alone in it, sir. I know you can do very little alone. You need help with so much. Without it, your actions would be so little. Your capabilities are too infantile for doing much alone. You talk of pride. Oh! if you could see from the napes of your necks and view yourselves from the inside. Oh, I wish you could. What then, sir? Why, then you would discover a pair of proud, impetuous, violent, ornery tribunes, or fools, as any in Rome.
2: Come on, sir. Come on. We know you well enough. Menenius, you are well known, too.
0: You don't know me, yourselves, or anything. Your only ambitions are to have the poor bow their caps and knees to you.
2: Come on, come on. You are better sitting in a bar than a judge sitting on the bench at the Capitol.
0: <laughs> Even our priests would be insulting if they had to engage with a pair as ridiculous as you two. Still, you keep saying Martius is too proud, who, estimating conservatively, is worth all your predecessors since Zeus. But. Maybe the best of your lot were hangmen through the generations. Good night now to your worships. Any more of your talk would infect my brain, you herdsmen of the beastly commoners. I must leave you too. fair, noble ladies. If the moon were earthbound, she would not be more noble. And to where are you hurrying?
6: Honorable Menenius, my boy Martius is arriving. For the love of gods, let us go.
0: Ah? Huh? Martius is coming home? Yes, dear Menenius, and with enormous successes. Take my hat, gods. I give you thanks. Oh, Martius is coming home? <laughs> oh, yes,
6: it's true. Look, here's a letter from him. The state has one. his wife another one, and I think there's one at home for you.
0: Well, that will make my house thrill tonight. A letter from me?
7: Yes, for certain there's a letter for you. I saw it.
0: A letter from me? Uh That will extend my life another chapter, and I'll only laugh at my doctor's surprise. He isn't wounded. It's his practice to come home wounded.
6: Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yes, he is wounded. I thank the gods for
0: it. I do, too, if they're not too bad. He carries back victory in his pocket. Wounds follow. On his forehead, Menenius
6: his third time home wearing the victory garland. Has he beaten Ophidius soundly? Titus Luscious writes that they fought each other,
0: but Ophidius got away. And it was time for him too, I'll guarantee that. If he had stayed trying to fight, you could not see anyone so ophidiously beaten for all the gold armor in Coriolis. Is the Senate informed of all this? Oh, my ladies, let's go! Yes, yes,
6: yes. The Senate have received letters from the General. In it, he gives my son full credit and honor for the war. He has outdone his previous battles twofold. Truly,
7: wonderful things are being said about him.
0: Wonderful! Yes, I swear to you, and he deserves everything.
7: Gods make it true.
0: True? Of course they're true. True? I can swear they're true. Where is he wounded?
6: In the shoulder and in the left arm. There will be large scars to show the people when he stands in recognition. He
0: received seven body wounds, defeating King Tarquin. One in the neck and two in the thigh. That's nine, I count.
6: He had, before these wars... 25 wounds on him.
0: Now it's 34. Every gash an enemy's grave. Hear the trumpets.
6: These are the ushers for Martius. Before him he carries noise, and behind him he leaves tears. Death, that dark spirit, in his sinewy arm, which he raises and drops, and then men die.
3: Rome, know this, that all alone Marcius fought inside Coriolis gates. All alone alone, Marcius fought inside Coriolis gates. Where he has won with fame. Add a name to Marcius Caius. Add a name to Marcius Caius. Now follows the honor Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Welcome to Rome, renowned Coriolanus.
4: Welcome to Rome, renowned Coriolanus.
0: Welcome to Rome, renowned Coriolanus. Coriolanus.
4: No more of this. It goes against my spirit. Please, now, no more. Look, sir, your mother. Oh, you have, I know, petitioned all the gods for my well-being. No, my good
6: soldier, up. My gentle Martius, worthy Caius, and from your deeds, with honor now newly named, what is it? Coriolanus, I should call you. <laughs> ha. Oh, but, oh yes, your wife.
4: Here. Ah, <laughs> oh, my quiet grace. <laughs> Would you laugh if I was in a coffin, since you weep at my triumph now? Ah, oh, dear. Crying eyes are for Coriolus widows and mothers losing sons.
0: Now the gods crown you.
4: And you're still alive?
6: (laughs) I don't know what to do. Oh, welcome home,
4: and welcome, General, and you're welcome, all! Your hand, Mother, and yours, my quiet grace. Before I truly return home and rest, I must pay visit to our city nobles, who have given me this homecoming here, and to these added honors. I have lived
6: to see my very wishes realized and manifested just as I envisioned. Yet, there's one thing lacking which I do not
4: doubt our Rome will create for you. Know this, dear mother. I'd rather serve them in my way than sway others in their ways. On! To the capital!
2: Every mouth saying his name, and the blind becoming bespectacled to see him. The babbling nurse lets her baby cry into eternity while she talks of him. The kitchen maid pins her finest rags around her messy neck, climbing over walls to see him. Shops, signs, storefronts are covered up. Leaky roofs filled in each and every way, all attempting intensely to see him. Our cloistered priests place themselves with the common masses and gasp for air, fighting for a spot. Ladies in veils committing sins against their own skins, sacrifice their pale, now bare cheeks, risk being kissed by the sun god. What uproar! As if the gods who guide him were slyly stolen into his human self and gave him this divine power. Shortly he will be part of the consul. But, too, our office could lose power, then. Uh,
8: he can't so easily translate victories from the battlefield to consul. If so, he'll lose all he's won.
2: Oh, some consolation.
8: Don't doubt the commoners, who we represent, that their long-health loathing of him will be forgotten. <gasps> Lest of all his new-laid honors, which will fill him with such pride, I don't question to taunt them as consul.
2: I heard him swear, if he stood on Consul, he would never be seen inside the common marketplace or ever wear poor gowns of the people. Nor would he dare show off his victory wounds to the people to beg approval. Yes. It was his word. Oh, he'd rather forego office if it came from the lot of our common folk and not his nobles.
8: I'd hope he hold that intent and put it into fast action. It is most likely he will. Then he will lead and follow to
2: our wish and to his certain end. So it will fall on his demise, or our power does die. We must remind the people of the hate he still holds for them. Were he in power, he'd have them for his mules, silence their pleas, evicting all their freedoms, freezing their natural ability and human spirit to become soulless as beasts, like Camels, carried in war, whose sole purpose is for bearing burdens and vicious blows that weigh under them.
8: What's the matter now?
4: Oh, you are asked for in the capital. It is thought that Marcius will be consul. I've seen the mute crowd go see him, and the blind hear him speak. Matrons flung their gloves, ladies and maids their scarves and handkerchiefs falling as he passed. The nobles knelt like to Jove's statue, and the common folk showered and thundered with their caps and shouts. (laughs) Oh, Never saw a thing like it.
2: The capital. And keep our ears and eyes in the moment... But heart's on the plan. We are agreed.
7: Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home.
5: Yetis. Come, come, they are almost here. How many are being considered for consulships? Three, they say. But huh? it it's believed of any, it will be Coriolanus. Oh, that's a brave man. But he's proud in the extreme and has no love for the common people. In truth, there have been many great men who have flattered the people and still never loved them. And there have been many that the people have loved, but they don't know why. So if they don't know who or why they love, they hate in the same way. Then, for Coriolanus to not care whether they love or hate him shows he knows their likes and dislikes, and out of his own indifference, lets them see that clearly. If he didn't care whether he had their love or not, he would not waver between doing them either good or harm. But he pushes their hate with greater intensity than they can return to him. And he does all he can to reveal himself as their enemy. Sir... He has served his country worthily. And his rise has not been with such easy steps as those so compliant and serving to the powers that be. He has so firmly planted his honors in their eyes and placed his actions in their hearts, for their tongues to be silent and not confess as much would be a kind of ungrateful insult. Ah, no more about him. He is a worthy man. (laughs) Make way, they're coming. Whom do you see? The tribunes of the people, Sicinius and Brutus, the Elders, Good Meninius, Cominius the Consul, and yes, oh, Coriolanus himself. (laughs) Attention!
0: Deciding about the Volskys, most revered and grave elders, please allow the present consul, Cominius, the general of our last battles, to allow report on some of that work by Martius Caius Coriolanus, who we have called before the tribunes to both thank for his valorous duty and to bestow him due honors.
7: Speak, Cominius. Leave nothing out for brevity's sake. Let us solve how Rome can reward him in full, not how to report less. Hmm. Voice of the people, we do request your kindest ears and after your influence on the common people to accept what's stated here.
8: We're gathered to discuss a matter, and we stay amenable to honor and push the cause of our assembly. Oh,
2: which, yes, we would be happy to oblige if he can remember to value the people
0: more than he has before. Off point, off point. I prefer you'd stayed silent. Please now, will you hear Cominius speak?
2: Yes, willingly. But my cautioning was more to the point than your rejecting it.
0: He loves the people, but let's not make them live in the same house. Dear Cominius, please speak.
4: I'll take my leave.
0: No, stay in place. Sit, Coriolanus.
7: Do not be shy of hearing your brave deeds.
4: Your honor's pardon. I'd rather be given my wounds again than hear of how I got them. Sir, I hope my words did not unseat you. No, sir. Yet while I stand for blows, praise can make me flee. But you gave none, so I hurt none. But for your people, I love them as little as they're worth. Please, Uh sit. I would rather have someone smash my head when the battle call comes than stand idly and hear my small deeds blown up.
0: Masters of the people, how could he honor the multiplying masses? Uh, There's one good soul in a thousand. You see, he'd slice his own limbs to keep his honor, but won't give an ear to hear it? Cominius?
3: I shall lack voice, but the deeds of Coriolanus should not be spoken of softly. It is held that valor, is the greatest virtue and dignifies the owner. If that is so, the man I speak of cannot in the world be equaled. At only 16 years old, when Tarquin attacked Rome so, he fought beyond all others. This man emerged from that schoolboy, a rising tide, a force, In the 17 battles since, he swung swords to victory garlands. These last battles outside and in Coriolis let me say that I cannot say it all. Alone, he entered the city's faded gates and painted it all red, the color of its destiny. With a bloody rush attack, he struck Coriolis, the force of a planet. With double effort, he quickly revived his beaten body and came back to the battle. And there, he ran steaming over the lives of men like an endless slaughter. Until declaring we took both the field and the city, he never stopped to take a breath.
0: Brave.
3: Mm, He
7: has earned any honor
3: and role we create for him. He shunned our rewards, pushing these precious spoils away from him like they were common muck. His wants are poor, wary of the cost they carry. To him, rewards are in the doing of the deed. He is most content in the action.
0: Very noble. Let us call him here.
3: Call
7: Coriolanus.
0: Your Honours. We and the Senate, Coriolanus, are very pleased to make you consul.
4: I will always owe them my life and services.
0: All that remains, then, is for you to speak to the people.
4: I ask of you. Let me skip that formality. I can't (laughs) put on the gown, stand naked, and beg of them. Look at my wounds. Now give up your votes, please. Allow me to pass on doing this. Sir, the people must
8: have their vote and they won't cut any part of the process.
0: Do it! Please, just fulfill this part of the duty and you can, like predecessors before, do it with honor.
4: It is a part that'll make me blush in acting it and will make the people part of the act. Hear that, Brutus? Uh huh. To brag to them, oh, I did this and this, show them old scars that I should hide, as if I got them only to
0: show them and to take their votes. Do not insist on it. We ask that you, tribunes of the people, recommend our plan for them and to our noble consul we give joy and honor.
7: May all joy and honor come to Coriolanus.
8: You see
2: how he intends to use the people. May
8: they sense his intentions. He will ask for their votes while resenting that they do hold power of their voice.
2: Let's inform them of the events here. I know they're waiting for us in the marketplace.
1: The Play On podcast series Coriolanus was translated into modern English verse by Sean San Jose and directed by Kate Wisniewski. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton. Sound design and engineering by Daniel Benjamin Mix engineer and dialogue editor Larry Walsh. Additional mix engineering by Sadaharu Yagi Original Music Composition by Palmer Heffrin Executive Producer Michael Goodfriend. Senior Producer Miriam Lauba Managing Producer Robert Cappadona. Coordinating Producer Taylor Bailey Line Producer Priscilla Villanueva Casting by the Telsey Office Karen Castle, CSA and Ada Karamanian The cast is as follows Andrus Nichols as Brutus and others Chaney Waits as Lartius and others Ching Valdez-Aaron as Volumnia Danaya Esperanza as Coriolanus Jamie Ann Romero as Valeria and others Kim Won as Offidius, Virgilia, and others. Lena Klingemann as citizens and others. Nancy Rodriguez as Sicinius and others. Namuna Sise as McCanner, soldiers, citizens, and others. Katrina Murray as Meninius. Vanessa Kai as Cominius. Zoe Tip as Adrian young marshes soldiers citizens and others additional support was provided by voice and text coach julie foe podcast mastering by greg cortez at new monkey studio and production dramaturgy by amrita ramanan the senior manager of business operations and partnerships at next chapter podcasts is sally kate holmes The Play On Podcast series, Coriolanus, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcast.com for more about the Play On Podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play On Shakespeare. Hear more about the Play on Shakespeare podcast series by listening to bonus content at ncpodcast.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. Don't forget to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. This is the story of the one.
0: Next chapter podcast presents In the Cards, starring Connor Ratliff as Gil. I'm not a loser. I'm just unlucky. Steven Boyer as his pal Lex. Face it, Gil. We're failures. The Walking Dead's Lila Robbins. This man is a train wreck. Chikuti Awuji. Look at your own lives. What is your destiny? Jamie Ann Romero.
5: When the moment is right, stop shuffling.
0: Written and directed by Kevin Henderson. Subscribe today. Go to ncpodcast.com to learn more.